0: Thank you so much for being here. Merry, merry, merry Christmas. How are you all? Hi. Thanks for being here. What a wonderful, wonderful time of the year. To be able to uh, gather together with family and friends and be able to celebrate the birth of, uh, of Jesus Christ. You know, this is uh, basically what we we're going to talk about this morning. We're, we've are we been going through uh, the book of Acts and... Um, If you would, turn with me to the 10th chapter of the book of Acts. And what you will find is that of all the places we could have landed, we are in this particular place at this particular time. And it speaks of the very essence of what this this day and this weekend is really all about. The birth of a Savior. In the book of Acts, if if you looked at... At chapter 1, for instance, uh, for those of you that are visiting, thank you so much for being here. We've been going through this great, great book of Acts, and we're kind of familiar with it. Uh, The whole idea of the book of Acts is to demonstrate to us today what the church ought to look like. The, The foundation of the church began here by the apostles. They started the church after Peter preached a message on the day of Pentecost, and he 3,000 people came to Christ and there the church began. And then it reached out further. As persecution hit, the, the believers had to leave Jerusalem and they went to other places and the gospel spread to other places. But if you looked at chapter 1, in verses 1 and 2, Luke says, I've, I've, I've written this account, Theophilus, so that you might know what is taking place. And then he says, and let me, let me read it to you uh, so that you might know. Exactly the purpose of of why we study this great book. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. And so Luke writes the first account I composed Theophilus about all that Jesus began to do and teach. He says, until, verse 2, until the day when he was taken up, after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he has chosen. Now we've moved along and what we realize is that there were orders that were given by the Lord to the apostles to pass on to the people who were reached for the cause of Jesus Christ. Now we've, we've come to the 10th chapter and if you'll note in the 10th chapter in the 42nd verse Peter now says and he ordered us to preach to the people. So those orders have been given to all of us who have followed after them. From the first church to the next church to each generation until it lands here in your Belinda, California, the Rock Community Church in the year 2006. These same orders that were given to them have been passed along to us. And so basically, if you're here visiting with us this morning, if you're with family and friends, We're just doing what we've been ordered to do, to share with you the wonderful good news of the gospel. When they began the church, what they wanted to do, and and they said they wanted people, it says in the second chapter of the book of Acts, who are continually devoted to the things of God. And the essence of the things of God were the things that were written in this book the teachings of the apostles then to have fellowship with one another, then to have communion with one another, and to pray with one another. And so we've worked our way now with you this morning, this Christmas weekend, we've worked our way to the 10th chapter of the book of Acts. And at this place, something very special is going to take place that I think will affect all of us. The Gospel has been planted in Jerusalem with the Jews. And some of the Jews, many of them, came to believe in Jesus Christ. And as I've mentioned to you, the church began. There was a man named Stephen who caused a commotion within the community. He preached the gospel, and some became angry with him, and, and they decided to stone him to death, and they killed him. And because of that, persecution hit the church, and, and the church was was spread throughout the communities. It went out to Samaria, it went out to Judea, it went all over the place. Well, here in the 10th chapter, Peter is with a friend of his who is called Simon. He was a tanner. He was a man that worked with leather goods. And Peter is staying with him. In the middle of the day, it says in the 10th chapter, Peter became very hungry. He desired to eat, and so he went up to the top of the house to pray, which was his custom. And while he was praying, he fell into a trance. In other words, he had this vision. And, and out of the sky fell an object like a great sheet. And in this sheet were all kinds of animals and, 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 and creeping things and birds of the air. And a voice came from heaven and said to him, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, No, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that was unclean or unholy. And the voice came from heaven and says, What I have cleansed do not consider any more unholy. Why that took place is because there was in a city called Caesarea, which was about a journey, a day's journey away, there was a, a Roman official army. Uh, he, was, he was part of the, uh, of the army. His name was Cornelius in Caesarea. And he had a vision as well. And the vision said to him, send for a man in Joppa, that's where Peter was, having this vision of this trance of, of these animals and, 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 and creeping things and birds on this sheet telling him to eat everything. He says, send for Peter. He's at a a man named Simon who is a tanner. He's there. Bring him to yourself. There's something he's going to say to you. Now, neither of them knew what was going to be said. Peter had just been given orders. This is what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to preach to the people Jesus Christ. It says of this man named Cornelius, if you look, it says in chapter 10, verse 2, he was a devout man. He feared God, he and his whole household. He gave many alms to the Jewish people and he prayed to God continually. And as we learned last week, he was a man that was trying to seek after the heart of God. What I'm going to say to you this morning is so true. If you and I seek after the heart of God, God will answer our our prayers. He will answer the things that we need to know about God. And so, God has Peter go to Caesarea. Read with me, please, in chapter 10, verse 33. Cornelius says to Peter, I sent To you immediately. This is verse 33. And you have been kind enough to come. Now, we are all here present before God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. In verse 34, we are told that Peter, opening his mouth, said this. I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. But in every nation, the person who fears God and does what is right is welcome to him. The word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know the thing which took place throughout all Judea, starting from Galilee after the baptism which John proclaimed. You know of Jesus of Nazareth how God appointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all the things he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. And they also put him to death by hanging him on a cross. God raised him up on the third day and granted that he should become visible, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen beforehand by God, that is, to us, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach to the people, to solemnly testify that this is the one who has been appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. Verse 43 says, Of him... Talking of Jesus, all the prophets bear witness that through His name, everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sins. May I read that last verse to you one more time? Because it is the very essence of what Christmas is truly all about. It says in verse 43, of him of jesus christ of this baby that was born in the manger all the prophets bear witness that through his name everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins what peter came to realize when he saw this trance of this sheet being lowered was that all people now jew Gentile, all people were welcome into the kingdom of God. This is important. Because you see, as we've been looking through the book of Acts, the Jewish mindset was that anyone who was a Gentile was was absolutely like dead to them, nothing to them. A Gentile meant nothing to a Jewish mindset. And the same, to a Gentile, a Jew was like dead. And God allowed you and me to know through Peter that now all people, all people of all races, all people of all creed, all people are welcome into the family of God. All people now may receive the forgiveness of their sin. And so we celebrate a a baby born in a manger. And what's the big deal? I'm here to say to you, if if I explain this correctly, by the time you walk out of here, you'll know it's the greatest deal that ever has been given. There is no greater gift. You know, we have a, a tendency to gather together with family and exchange gifts. There is no greater gift that is being offered to you today than the gift of eternal life. Salvation through that baby born in the manger. I want to try... To solidify that in your mind, so that when we walk out of here today, there will be no doubt in our mind who that baby really truly is. Would you pray with me, please, for just a moment? Dear Father, please, grant us this one thing that you would open up our eyes, our hearts, and our minds, that you might calm us from all the busyness of this day, and and of course tomorrow, Christmas. And that you'd let us just uh, take a deep breath and um, relax for a moment and and hear from your heart. I pray that you would move me aside, please, dear Father, so that we might hear from you, your heart to our heart, as we celebrate this time of year, uh, the joy we have with family, friends, and loved ones. Please bless, Father this time that we have with you in Jesus precious name. Amen. Last week we came to realize as I've tried to explain that everyone is now capable of being a part of the family of God. Everyone is welcome. God as he said through Peter will not show partiality to any particular group of people. Everyone who loves him, everyone who respects and fears him is welcome into his forever kingdom, in other words, heaven. It all begins when we personally understand and trust in him, trust in him for our salvation, trust in him by faith and faith in him alone for the forgiveness of our sins. All of these promises took seed at the birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem, what we call Christmas. It was all given to us by that one glorious name, Jesus Christ. Turn with me, hold your place here, and turn with me to the very first book in the New Testament. It's called Matthew. Look with me at Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 is the Christmas story. Before Jesus Christ was miraculously born, an angel came to Joseph, his father, and said to him, Joseph, I want you to call this child born within Mary, Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. Listen to the words found in Matthew chapter 1, starting with verse 18 to verse 23. Verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as followed. All right, so we can kind of chart the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ. It says, When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Before they came together means before they had sexual relationship with one another. Before they were truly married. Now they're engaged. Before they became married, she was with child. Look what Joseph says. Joseph, verse 19, her husband, being a righteous man, not wanting to disgrace her, planned to to send her away secretly. You see, she could have been stoned to death. She could have been killed because she has had sexual relationships outside of marriage. Joseph, being a righteous man, loving Mary, couldn't understand it all. I mean, think about it. You know, you you come home and your wife says, I'm pregnant. Wait, we've done, well, it's, God did it. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, God did it. That's, That's fine. And so you love her enough to put her away secretly so as not to disgrace her. In the midst of all of that, it says in verse 20, when, when Joseph had considered doing this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said to Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will, it says in verse 21, bear a son... And you shall call, note, his name. His name shall be called Jesus. Because, it says, he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22 says, all of this took took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophets. You see, all of this was predicted. Prophets of old said that there would be a child born to a virgin. And His name would be called Emmanuel, God with us. It says in verse 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with a child. She shall bear a son. They shall call His name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. You see, that's a, a direct quote out of Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Isaiah predicted this time would come. In Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 it says, The Lord Himself, this is Isaiah 7 14, The Lord Himself will give you a sign. In other words, the Lord will give you a miracle. Behold, a virgin will be with child and will bear a son, and she will call His name Emmanuel, God with us. Now, some have said, some have reasoned that that the word for virgin is young maiden. And so it really wasn't a miraculous birth. It was just a young maiden who gave birth to a son. But I say to you, what's the miracle about that? That happens every day. No, the key to all of this is that it says the Lord Himself will give you a sign, a miracle. A young girl, a virgin, will give forth a child, born of God, and you'll call Him Emmanuel, because God is with you. Maybe now, a little more of this birth that took place in Bethlehem starts to take place Form within your heart because hold your place still here in matthew but flip back and forth between matthew and acts with me just for a moment kind of appease me i want to prove something to you all it is through the name of jesus christ that allows every single person that's what was said to peter peter it is this gospel is for everyone not just the jews but for jew and gentile alike that everyone who believes in this child born in a manger will receive the forgiveness of their sins. He is born to save you from your sin. Now Luke writes in Acts, look look between Matthew and, and Acts for just a moment. Luke writes in Acts, in chapter 10, verse 43... The words that Peter says to confirm what took place in the manger in Bethlehem. In Acts chapter 10, verse 43, Peter says, Of him, meaning of Jesus Christ, all the prophets bear witness. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 22, it says all of this took place to fulfill the what was spoken of by the Lord through the prophets. This date, which we didn't know when it was going to be, but now we understand it is Christmas looking back on it, what we call Christmas. This date was predicted by the prophets of old for forever. A Messiah was going to come to this earth, a Savior was to be born. God will be with you, and He will forgive you. He will take away your sin if you'll believe in him. Acts chapter 10, verse 43, Peter says that through his name, Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 says, behold, a virgin shall be with child. She will bear a son and you will call his name Emmanuel, translating to mean God is with you. And so Peter says in Acts chapter 10, verse 43, for everyone who believes in Him, everyone who believes in His name receives the forgiveness of their sin. Matthew 1.21 says, you'll call His name Jesus because He will save His people from their sins. Now, either, either, that is true, or it's a bunch of baloney. It's either true, or it's not true. There are many who say, "Well, you know, this is pretty outdated. This is, this is. Um, I mean, how do you st- put all your stock in here? Anybody could have written this. No, if you study this at all, what you will come to realize is this must have been divinely written. It, it, it is, it, it is too. It it proves itself over and over again to try to say that this is written by man is foolishness. Only God could have constructed what is written within these pages. And so it's a weak argument to say, well, I don't know if you can believe what's written in here. It's really a, a weak argument. And so just give me a moment and say, okay, it is true, it is... What was written is written, and it is true. And so if it is true, then, then our sins can be forgiven. If it is true, then, then all of life as we now know it, both here and now and someday eternally in heaven, is all wrapped up in this one single but powerful name, Jesus Christ. I want to prove more. Let me take a little sidebar because just 15, 20, 30 minutes ago as I was waiting to do the service, I wanted to call one of my buddies. that um, I probably won't get a chance to call him Christmas Day. And so I called him just quickly. He lives in Texas. And just to tell him I love him and Merry Christmas. He said, I just want to call you. Why? He says, well, my, my wife's mother just died. Ah, Mel, I'm so sorry, I said. She lived a wonderful long life. He said, I just watched on television a program, you know, different ways to heaven. I don't know if you've seen it. I wouldn't advise it. (laughs) It's just a bunch of baloney. I told Mel what I'm going to tell you right now. There's only one way to heaven. There was only one person that ever lived to say, no, I'm God. That was Jesus. And there's only one person that ever lived that said, you destroy this body in three days, I'm going to raise it back up. There's only one person that ever came back from the grave alive. And he says, through my name, you will receive the forgiveness of your sin and you will receive eternal life. Now, Paul writes of this wonderful name. I want you to see it. I want you to read with me, please, out of Philippians chapter 2. Now, Philippians would be to the right of the book of Acts. You'll go past Romans, and you'll go past 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and you'll go past Galatians and Ephesians, and there you will find Philippians. I want you to listen to the... Emphasis that Paul puts upon this name called Jesus Christ. He says in Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11. Verse 5. He says, have this attitude in yourselves which was also in Christ Jesus. He says in verse 6, who although he existed in the form of God did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. Verse 7 says, He emptied Himself. It says, He took the form of a bondservant, being made in the likeness of men. In other words, He became a baby born in a manger in Bethlehem. Verse 8 says, Being found in appearance as a man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Verse 9 says, for this reason, what reason? Well, his willingness to die upon the cross for all of us. For this reason, verse 9 says, God highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name which is above every name. So that it says, at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee will bow. Those who are in heaven, those who are on this earth, and those who are under the earth. And it says, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, Scripture teaches you and me that there are two decisions that we have to make. One of them is marvelous, the other one's not so good. But both of them have the same result. Scripture teaches that you and I today, while we are alive, while we are able by the, by the, the act of our own will, we can accept Jesus Christ for who He is. The one whose name is highly exalted above every other name. The one whose name that every knee ought to bow And every tongue ought to confess that he is Lord. The Bible is clear. You can do that now or you can do it later. But later has nothing to do with salvation. Later, people bow and confess the Lord as Savior for the glory of God, not for themselves. Today, while you and I are alert and alive, we can make that decision we can bow our knee. We can confess with our tongues that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's a choice. It's a choice. You see, the name of Jesus Christ is everything, absolutely everything to those of us who call ourselves Christians. The name Jesus Christ means that God is with us. It means that He has chosen To forgive us of our sins. Those of us who have trusted in Him. Those of us who have believed in Him. That's why this time of year is is so important to those of us who call ourselves Christians. This time and Easter are two very big days uh, in the Christian calendar. It is the birth of Jesus Christ, that's Christmas. And Easter is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's everything to us because it solidifies, it it verifies for all to listen that Jesus is exactly who He says He is. That's why it's so important for those of us who truly believe in His name. And perhaps you can see why it is so important for some to attempt to, to take this day, Christmas, and move it away, change it to... I don't know change it to anything you want call it something else but for God's sakes don't call it Christmas happy holidays and so christians come up in arms and say no 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 say merry christmas and and some people say what's the big deal it's just it's just a word no it's not no no we see it's not it's a name it's an event That is the very essence of life to those of us who trust and believe in it. And let me tell you something. We're not fighting to keep that name for us because we already have it. We're fighting to keep that name for you. So that by the grace of God, someday you'll say yes to him. And so that our society will not let him him put him aside so that we don't mention that name anymore. That's why you hear people on television, when they receive awards, they say, I want to thank God. Nobody gets hurt. No big deal. Oh, you have someone say, I want to thank my Lord and Savior. And they they just choke. Don't say it. Don't say that. Because the moment you say that, you become narrow-minded. You become a person that is bigoted, that you don't see all the ways. Well, Jesus Christ doesn't allow us to see all the ways. We'd love to see all the ways. But Jesus says, I I am the way. I am the truth. I am life. And nobody comes to the Father. But through me, we didn't make that up. That's the baby that was born in the manger when he grew to be a man. That God is with us. And he wants to forgive you of your sins. And so to remove this day, to remove this event, and some people don't even realize it, but realizing it or not is an attempt to remove the name, the very purpose of Jesus Christ. And so this time of year means so much to those of us who believe in that name because that name has been given at His birth to remove all doubts about who He is. He is Emmanuel. God is with us. And His mission is to take everyone who would believe in Him and remove their sin. As far, the Bible says, as from the east as to the west. And remember it, He says, no more. So that they too might believe and receive everlasting life. Look again at Acts chapter 10, and we'll close with this thought. Peter says in verse 43, Of Him, of Jesus, all the prophets bear witness. In other words, it's been predicted throughout all the ages that through this name, His name, everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sins. You see, most people believe that, that salvation or getting to go to heaven is all wrapped up in a church. It's not. A lot of people believe it's all wrapped up in you're being good enough. You know, you got to be a good person. Good people will go to heaven. No, no, no. It's not wrapped up in your goodness or my goodness. It's not wrapped up in a denomination. Whatever denomination you feel comfortable going to church in, it's it's not wrapped up in that. No, no, no. Salvation, eternal life, a place that is called heaven, is all wrapped up in a name. The name Jesus Christ. All the prophets of old taught this throughout all of Scripture. Peter says, Acts 10, 10, verse 43, of Him, of this name, all the prophets bear witness that through this name, through His name, everyone who believes in Him receives the forgiveness of their sin. And by the grace of God, by God's kindness, we have been ordered to tell you this message. Look at verse 42. Peter says, He ordered us. God ordered us to preach to the people and to solemnly testify that this one, in other words, this Jesus Christ, this baby that was born in a manger, He now has been appointed by God as judge. Of the living and of the dead. That's why it's so important that we understand clearly who is this one called Jesus? What does he mean to us? And scripture is clear his name is Emmanuel. His name means God is with us and through His name and believing in Him, you and I receive the forgiveness of our sin. Now, no one could do that for you, by the way. By the way, my message is over. I've done what God has asked me to do, supposedly. I told you the message of Jesus Christ. I told you why Christmas is so important to those of us that believe. Now the responsibility is yours. I said to you at the beginning of this message, we want to give you the, the best gift you'll ever receive. That is everlasting life. Here's the deal. We can't open it for you. We can lay the gift at your foot, at your feet, but we can't bend down, unwrap it, and say, here, take it. No, it's, it's something you must decide to do on your own. It is a decision that you must make on your own. The greatest gift that you'll ever receive. Think of what is the best gift you ever received. I can think of my best, best gift I received as a little boy was a bowling ball. I know that sounds stupid, but it still is to this day. It was the biggest surprise I ever had. It was a bowling ball, my own bowling ball. My name was on it. That gift pales, pales in the fact that the greatest gift ever given to me now is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has forgiven me my sin and has given me eternal life, not on my own merit. He has done it because it is His nature to forgive. It is His purpose to give. And so, we, the Rock Community Church, wish you a... Hi, Peter. God bless you. God, I love you so much. Just buried Peter's dear wife, Debbie. Probably the nicest person I ever knew in my life was, a, was his wife, Debbie. And if goodness could get you into heaven. She's there. But she realized that it wasn't goodness that got her to heaven. It was her faith and trust in Christ. And So we give you the gift. What you do with it, that's your decision. We wish you a very, very wonderful and Merry Christmas. We love you more than I could ever put into words. The package is before you. Hopefully, um, I explained it clearly enough that you won't misinterpret what was said. Now, what you do with it, that's your decision. If I could, I'd open it for you. I really would. I love you that much. can't. Couldn't open it for my kids. Couldn't open it for my wife. Couldn't open it for my mom and dad. They all had to do that on their own. I could only open it for me. And so you're in that same situation. Merry Christmas. We love you. I love you folks more than I can tell you. sure do. Love you, Father. Love you folks more than I can tell you. Love you so much. Love you guys. Love you so much. Have a merry Christmas, Father. We want to thank you for this day. We pray that um, that the words that came forth from your heart through me did not go void, Father. It did not just uh, accomplish what you desired for it to do. We pray, Father, that everyone here would have a very wonderful and glorious Christmas with loved ones, with friends. That they would be uh, supported by family. But more than that, Father, we pray that each person here would take very seriously the, the gift of salvation that you've given us. For those of us that have accepted you as Savior and Lord, we can only give you thanks, Father. For those of us here this day that are still trying to figure it all out, I pray that they would very uh, very cautiously and very seriously take consideration upon whom it is that we celebrate this time of the year. That baby born in a manger was none other than Jesus Christ, the one who is willing to take away our sin. For His name is Emmanuel, God with us. Father, bless this time. Bless this day, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.